0: So it looks like we have a good group, so let's start with the noka Mantra. <laughs> om Namo Arihantanam, Om Namo Sitanam, Om Namo Ayaryanam, Om Namo Vajayanam, Namo sahunām esu panjana mo karo sava pavapanasano mangala lancha save sim paramam mangalam paramam havei mangalam thank you everybody for joining me today so this class has always had a focus on bringing Jainism out of the classroom and into your life. So now is a good time to reflect on how we felt over the summer now that we're back. So did anybody open the book over the summer? Great. We have one person that opened the book. It's extremely hard to open the book and I'm proud of you. So why did you open the book and what made you open the book?
1: Well, you reminded us uh, that was the first reason and uh, second I think there was uh, some discussion happening uh, with my kids about the type of the karma so that was another reason why, yeah, I just sort of brush up certain things so yeah that's that's the reason why I opened the book
0: that's great so I know a lot of times we think about Jainism as something we do on Sundays and each Sunday like we receive a shot of Jainism And every Sunday, we promise to include it in our lives more and more. And then that fades into the background. It kind of wears off. Hopefully, it doesn't wear off by Sunday afternoon. But, you know, by Monday and Tuesday, we're back thinking about work. And by Wednesday, I think it's definitely worn off until Saturday comes around and we start thinking about Jainism again. Um, So, now that we've had the summer off, how did you feel about Jainism Over the summer, did it just wear off for the whole summer?
1: For me, yes, partially, yes, it did. Uh, Just got something nuances every day for office front and personal side and kids. And so honestly, didn't get a chance to even look inside what we went through and all of that. So, yeah, partially it did wear off.
2: I'm glad we are back, though.
0: Anyone else?
2: I don't know if it really wore off per se, but I, I could say that uh, maybe because of the whole COVID thing, maybe we focused on it a little bit or we thought about it a little bit more, you know. Um, we thought about what's happening in the world, not only us specifically, but elsewhere in the world and all the different issues
3: that are happening. Uh, I, I think, uh, for t- just because of, uh, extra time due to COVID and things like that, this summer was, was more, f- uh, on the journalism front. I did not open the, the book for the, the, what we use, but I've been doing, uh, regular Pachala with somebody from India and learning the sutras that, uh, I realized that I learned in the childhood, but forgot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've been revising that uh we we uh, obviously we all know about the the shibit. and uh, yesterday uh incident was we had some uh friends who came over and their kids uh used guns my, my son and they wanted to play gun and and i was taken on the side by my daughter and she said uh that's bad karmas we're not supposed to have guns even though it's a toy gun we can't use it and uh, she she wanted to donate the guns right away, so it never comes to happen again. So uh, I, I think overall, I, I feel that this summer uh, was more productive in terms of uh, you know Jainism front uh, for us uh, versus before, because I think we have uh, luxury of listening different things on on you know this media. And uh, a lot of different things, so I think uh, it's been a, it's a pretty effective summer from, from that standpoint. Uh, even though I didn't get a chance to open the book that we, we refer to.
0: That's good. You know, I think I just realized why all the gym trainers use Twitter. Because their c- clients are subscribed to them on Twitter. And they tweet out these emotional, get motivated tweets, right? And that makes their clients go to the gym. So if that's something that you want me to do for you, I will set up a Twitter account and figure out how to use Twitter. If you want me to send you something, not just, it has to be more frequent than every week, right? Because we have dad's class every week. If you want me to be the fly on the back of your head that tells you about Jane, to think about Jainism once a day, I will do that for you if you are interested in that. Um, I didn't realize that. That's why all those gym instructors were on Twitter. But now I realize that that's why it is. So I'd like to. Now that we're back, I'd like to offer you some concrete ideas about how to bring Jainism into your life, because this class has always been about that. Um, so number one, say your prayers out loud every day in the morning. You remember we say it out loud because when we say it, we activate a different sense, which is our hearing. That means we, when we say it, we also hear it. And that means it's more real to us that our prayers are. Remember, we say it in the morning because we want to um, be in a certain mindset and have that mindset continue on ideally throughout the day. If you say it at night, it doesn't really give you any help. And um, remember that when we say a prayer we, out loud and in the morning, what we want to think about is the meaning of the prayer. That is, the meaning of the words that we're saying. One other thing we can do to uh, keep Jainism in our life is include Jain art in your home. That is, um, when you look at Jain art in your home, it will remind you that, hey, oh yeah, this thing is part of my life. This is how I'm supposed to be living my life. It will remind you of what you want to do. It's not going to do it for long, though, because just like all the decor in your home, it becomes invisible at some point, right? Um, But... The thing is, is that, what is, what's the solution? Okay, yeah, this Jane art is going to become invisible. The, what, what is the solution? How do we make it not invisible? The solution is to believe you are a soul. Okay, everything I'm telling you is a tiny baby stepping stone into believing you are a soul. Once you believe you're a soul, you can forget about the Jain art, you know? You can forget about saying J.J. Nendra to everybody you meet because that's just a reminder that we're supposed to treat each other as Jains treat everything. You, once you believe you are a soul, you can even forget your prayers, okay? That's how powerful it is. That is, once you believe you are a soul, it doesn't matter where you say your prayers or not because the reason you're saying your prayers is to remind you that you are a soul. So everything we're gonna be talking about today is a tiny incremental step into the ultimate goal, which is when you won't need me, you won't need this class, you won't need Twitter, you won't need Jane Art in your home, and you won't need prayers. So okay, what are some other baby, little baby stepping stones that will help us? Another one is to get your kids involved. That is, use your kids as an excuse to set aside some time to teach Jainism, discuss Jainism, and think about Jainism. Remember that um, these are just hacks to get our stupid brain to act in the way that we want it to act. And there's no better way to hack your brain than to attach your desired outcome to something sacred or to a primal need or emotion that you have. So, my trick is to think of it like a marketer thinks of it. Like, they want to associate their product with some kind of primal need that you have. So, security companies show you about, you know, scary people want to break into your house. And restaurants show you up close, you know, views of their food that makes your mouth water. And, of course, everybody uses attractive women to manipulate you, right? So, you want to manipulate yourself. And so, you want to be your own marketer trying to trick your brain into doing the things that you want to do. So, go ahead and attach your Jainism, your learning about Jainism, to your children. Uh, There's nothing better that you can do with your life. Another little baby stone is uh, use a mantra. Right? Remember, mantras work. And it's not magic. Uh, Mantras don't work because of magic. Mantras work because of mindfulness. That is, Let's say I have a professional goal. And that professional goal is to get more clients to expand my practice, right? And every day I have a mantra that is, I say, I need more clients, I need to expand. That's my mantra. I need more clients, I need to expand. And every day I say that in the morning, at lunch, and uh, at dinner. Then what happens? It's not magic, right? What happens? Then when I get that networking invite, you know, I say, and normally I would just ignore it. Or I say, oh no, I need to go home and be with my kids. But I remember every day I said, I need more clients, I need to expand. Then I say yes to that, right? Then I say yes to things that I maybe would have taken, not taken a risk on to get more clients, right? Then I say yes to those other things. And it's not because of magic, right? It's just because I reminded myself of my priorities. And so you can use a mantra to remind yourself of your priorities. So questions or comments on that? Okay, no problem. I think that we're all, um, over the summer, we're all used to using Zoom and just sitting back and listening, right? But remember, this has always been a discussion. I've never been a teacher. I've only been a discussion leader. That's the highest I ever want to go, okay? it's uh, I'm only here to spark some interest in you. I'm only here to pass the baton to you so you keep running with it. So feel free um, to use this more as a conversation. The other thing I'd like to mention to you is to use the Jane Center to fill, fulfill multiple of your needs simultaneously. What do I mean by that? That is, use the Jane Center for your friendships outside of work, Use the Jane Center to feel like you're accomplishing something with your hands. You're building something. That's a need that we have. And we all have jobs that are kind of abstract. I'm kind of a cog in a machine, you know. I kind of send documents around the country. Or I kind of make these plans and ship them off to this guy. Or, you know, I kind of maybe except Neil has the job that's the least abstract out of all of us. But you need to build something with your hands. You need to feel like you've accomplished something that day. So you can use the Jane Center as an excuse to do do that. Use it as an excuse to see the immediate results of your labor. One of the reasons we feel alienated is because we do not see the immediate results of our labor, as many people do. And use it, the Jane Center to feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself, which is a need that a lot of people feel. And use it to feel good about helping others. That is, you can use it to... And this is kind of that age-old question. Is is it really charity if I'm doing it out of self-interest? And my answer to you is yes. Okay? It It doesn't matter if you're doing it out of self-interest or to make yourself feel good. If you volunteer because it makes you feel good, that's actually volunteering. If you donate money because it makes you feel good, that's still just as good as you donating money out of altruism or whatever. So if you do charity and volunteering out of self-interest, that's the best. You shouldn't feel guilty about it. It's just your brain overthinking the whole thing.
3: Damir, hey, just uh, as you mentioned about volunteering, and uh, I just earlier saw a message regarding uh, lead of a volunteer during the week of production where you can go there, work as work on your stuff, but it's a minimum two hour uh, where you just help them coordinate uh, darshan and things like that. Obviously, this is the time of COVID, so people have to think about it, but there's some, just, you know, as you mentioned, there's an opportunity to get involved during the timeframe and help uh, Jain Center implement uh, uh, the Darshan during the Purushan week.
0: Great. Okay, so now it's time for a mindfulness exercise. So in this exercise, we're going to keep our eyes open. Um, so we're going, and it'll be easy because we're all on camera here. Um, so I want you to imagine looking at yourself from a different point of view. Now, you know what you look like, right? Um, so imagine that you're looking at yourself, you're, if you're in a room from over there, you're looking at yourself. So what are you doing? You're looking at your phone or you're looking at your computer, but you can see what you look like. You can see what you're wearing. You can see your face, obviously. Um, You normally can't see your face. But from this point of view, you can see your face. Now I want you to imagine you're looking at, if, if we're all in our house or whatever building we're in, we're looking at our house from overhead. We can see where we are in our house. Imagine that the roof is, you know, invisible, right? You can see through it. You can see where you are in your house. Okay, so now I want you to imagine that you're looking down on your neighborhood, right? And you can see where you are in your neighborhood. You know all the streets of your neighborhood. You know where your house is in the neighborhood. It might take you some orienting to get you to wherever north is, but you don't have to put north at the top. You can just imagine yourself. Imagine looking at yourself from that point of view. And you can keep your eyes open. So you can see where I'm going with this, right? It's possible to simultaneously, you can imagine yourself in your state and in your country and on the earth, right? You can imagine where you are on the earth. We've all seen a globe. We all know where we are. So you can see that it's possible to simultaneously have your eyes open and be doing everything you're doing And imagine yourself from a different perspective. That is, I can imagine myself when I'm going to work. I can imagine where my car is on the road. I can imagine that I'm in the car from overhead. I can imagine other people in their cars. And I can look at it from the top down. Um, I can do that at work. I can imagine myself. You can imagine yourself at work right now. Like looking at your computer. You can imagine yourself from overhead or from another place in your office but you can imagine yourself doing that while you're working i can imagine what i look like talking to you right now and you can keep doing that throughout your whole life throughout your whole day you can imagine yourself from a different perspective while simultaneously doing whatever it is you're doing And that's why we're keeping our eyes open while doing this. And because you can do this, you can have a different perspective uh, on your life that will... If you constantly imagine yourself from a different point of view, you will... This is kind of a forced mindfulness technique. That is, you realize how you look to other people. You realize what it is you're doing. You won't get distracted by doing something else. And you'll keep your priorities in line. That is, you can use this technique to bring yourself out of being engrossed in something, which is a distraction to your priorities. And you know who does this all the time? is actors. Actors constantly have to be aware of where the camera is and how they look to the camera. And nothing else matters, right? So if I'm an actor and you just see from this point of me up, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing underneath, right? Uh, Because the camera's not there, right? So actors are trained to do this in their life. And then if you train yourself to do this in your life all the time, then this is a technique to um Keep Jainism in your life, because once you imagine yourself doing f- something from another perspective and you view it like somebody else is doing it, then you re- won't get caught up in um, you won't get caught up in doing things that you don't want to do. And what are those things? Well, Sometimes it's overeating, sometimes it's drinking, sometimes it's not being Jane enough, sometimes it's, um, because we falter when we get distracted. And if you keep doing this, if you have managed to do it your whole life, you'll never be distracted. So did anybody feel anything different during this exercise?
1: So um, thinking through those different scenarios, I think I could relate to the experience that I had in the past, not necessarily something that I was looking forward to in future, in other words. So you know, imagine yourself, like you mentioned, you know, what you're doing now or what you're in office, even visiting some religious places like palitanas and all that. But for instance, i never been to a place where I would like to go. Um, those things I could not imagine.
0: Right. And the point is to just always imagine, always look at yourself, what you're doing in the present. And constantly have the awareness of what you're doing in the present from another point of view. Not from your point Understood. of view. Understood. Okay. So, okay. So here's a way to put it, right? Imagine you're constantly on television, like some kind of Truman Show thing. And there's just always somebody watching you. There's always a camera right there. And instead of look, going through your life through your first person's perspective, look through your life as if you were watching it on television from that third person perspective. Then you'll never be distracted. You'll always be constantly aware of what you're doing. Now you may say, Timur, it's so hard. I can do it while I'm sitting here I can do it while I'm listening to you. But how am I supposed to interact with people believing I'm on camera? How am I supposed to do my work believing I'm on camera? How am I supposed to... You can live your life believing you're on camera and looking at yourself from the perspective of a third person. Not only that, it will help your life. It will help you get out of the illusion of reality that the first person's perspective provides you.
3: I think Tabir, this, this is really uh, interesting. Personally, I think it's very personal to me right now uh, because for two reasons. One is, you know, we, we are in a, in a COVID environment and being mindful, being aware, uh, especially I'll, I'll, let me just focus on the work stuff, right? No other distraction. But the biggest distraction I have right now that I don't want to get, uh, you know, when, when I'm in the work settings, uh, I, I care less to look, but it just happens so that in the, uh, the environment, uh, like in the work environment, I'm by myself and, you know, this phone comes up and even though I have notification turned off or everything, I, I really struggle to get the distraction out. And I think it's, it, it is part of the mindful or awareness exercise that I think you just, I, I think I, I would like to personally, uh, you know, implement something. That I mean, like you said, if there's a camera, you know, whether it's my boss or somebody watching me all the time, I can I can assure you, I will touch my phone less often than I do right now. It's just I don't know why, but uh, I think what you said just hit home to me. And uh, you know, then the, the next thing happens that oh yeah, you saw saw something. Now you respond to it, and you are off focus on what. I mean, I'm off focus on what I was doing. So. I, I, I certainly would like to uh, I like the idea of you know the camera on you all the time and uh, that will make you conscious and they'll make you aware that okay maybe it's an indirect way I mean hopefully I, I have my conscious itself that, that guides me to do it but I I don't know I don't have the an answer but I I, I I think this this point is at home it's hit's home to me and I, I really would like to uh, to figure out how to be more mindful. And, you know, I've tried putting the phone away and I do that, uh, and that helps me. But, you know, how can I do that? It's next to me and I, don't, I act like when I'm, I'm at work and I don't need to touch it.
0: Right, and so one of the things is that people say, oh, this will make me more distracted, but it will actually make you less distracted if you incorporate this throughout your life. Um, for one, you won't, you'll get angry less often if you view yourself from the third person, because you'll see yourself getting angry. Because when you get angry, you don't know you're angry, right? You're caught up in it, right? But if you constantly checking in on yourself from a third person, you'll see yourself get angry and you'll be able to take action to reduce that. It'll make you more compassionate. Because you'll see yourself from a different point of view. You'll see other people from a different point of view too. This will actually, if you focus on this exercise, it will make you more compassionate. And this thing about the phone, this thing is something that Jainism can help people with. And it's something that afflicts everybody. And it afflicts good good people and bad people. Um, This kind of distraction. Um, It's a wonder. Most people are not even at your level. They don't even realize that it's a problem. They don't even realize that their quality of life is being degraded by constant interruptions and by the constant need to be checking their phone. Um, So you're ahead of the game in that respect. And I I think that it's important that... We'll probably have a whole class on this thing about the phone because it's extremely challenging and it's extremely insidious the way that this kind of technology, instead of us being in control of it we are now being controlled by it. So I think that's an extremely good point. Other questions or comments? Goshik, you've had an interesting look on your face this whole time while we're doing the exercise. So I need you to tell me what you're feeling.
4: <laughs> oh, well, so, so uh, the last comment, let me talk about that first. Uh, I think it's very interesting the uh, the way you explained it, and and sometimes in these classes, uh, you know I feel like uh, you know some of the things once you say that it is so obvious, right? And and but but never got chance to think about it in a in a framework the way you explain it. So so now that you say and you help think through these things that helps, right? So so in this case here you are saying that. Think about someone is watching you all the time. Basically, they are scrutinizing you, and and constantly. The way I think we should look at it is that someone is basically looking at you and grading you, right? So, in terms of okay, yeah, he's putting in bad karma. Now it's good. And if you think that way, and and you are thinking that uh, that someone is constantly looking at you, which is the karma, uh, and, and grading you. Then maybe we'll be in best of our behaviors, right? So, so for example, you said that think as if you are on television, and and we can very much relate to how it has been last three months, because when we are on cameras, when when we are talking to people, yeah, we are well dressed, you know, professional. We want to be, uh, you know, uh, focused on work, and and we are constantly thinking you are on camera, and and that changes, right? It is different when your camera is off where uh, i will get distracted maybe i'll check my phone or write something or if some conversation is not going on that's interesting enough for me i'm checking my emails or something but but just knowing the fact that now i'm on camera and there are eight people sitting across and someone might be noticing me now makes me think what am i supposed to do what is right for this meeting meaning i need to stay focused i need to interact and so on and so forth even at times probably i feel okay it's a boring meeting i already know or it doesn't help me or hurt me whichever way so i think it's very interesting Uh, it is very difficult though because uh, right now i may think that i can try it but in few minutes i'll forget right because especially here you have to make your mind think about it instead of this happening automatically or I can see on the screen right now I can see on the screen I know you are watching me and and, and others are watching me but it's different when it's not there and you have to train your mind so I think it's a very interesting concept and and we should do that uh, in and everything we do right when we are talking to our children we need to think now how he or she is looking at me as a as a father figure am I doing justice in my role or duty or I'm not, am I setting the right example? But yeah, so if we do that, and if we can test their, uh, in their viewpoint, then I think we will do what is right and you know, think a little bit more deeply before we t- take any action or do any activity. So I-, I think it's very interesting. So thanks for you know bringing that perspective.
0: Sure, no problem. Thanks for your comment. Um, and that's so, that hits the nail on the head, right? you you might be saying thimer how can i do this i can't live my whole life as if i'm at work and somebody's watching me i need to relax i need to be myself and i'm telling you that if you want to change your life you need it's not easy you're right it's it's you're right that it's very hard you know you can't think of it like that you can't think of this person is judging me for all my actions even though it's true um If you say, well, I got to get out, you know, I can't live my life on camera all the time. I can't be that that person. Well, you want to be that person. You want to have yourself judging you in each moment. You want to have yourself saying, you're not doing the right thing. You need to go back and start again. You want to have yourself, and it's hard. And that's why it's so hard to live an examined life. It's hard. It's hard to not eat meat, you know. It's hard to, it's hard to not drink milk and eat eggs you know it's hard to be mindful in every moment and then i'm doing the wrong thing and oh you know i'm just i just had a beer the other the other day and then i don't want to do that that's not who i want to be you know it's hard to judge yourself and find that you're not the person you're being it's extremely hard i never said anything about this being easy i just said that this is the way to do it And to find the willpower to constantly judge yourself, to be your own boss behind the camera and say, you're not living the life that you want to live. You need to start acting right. It's extremely hard. Okay, so my gift to you today is to fill out this goal sheet. I sent out this goal sheet and I know that it's... um, At first, I thought, you know, well, they'll fill it out on their own time, but that's not true because we need our time and time is the most precious thing. And so my gift to you is the time to fill out this goal sheet. And I thought before we did it like once a year, right? But I think that's not enough. So we're going to fill this out for until the end of this year. So until December. And then when we come back in January... We're gonna fill it out again and see how we did, okay? Because we did it once, right? And maybe you took a picture on your phone and changed it to your background, but that probably didn't last too long, right? So, if, and if you don't have it printed out, don't worry. Just find an envelope somewhere, find a piece of paper, or break out your phone right now if you're not using your phone to get into this meeting, and just write this down, okay? Just write these goals down. So this is our smart goal sheet that we developed. And that's it. You know, this is the end of the class. We're going to take half an hour to do this. So I want you to do this while I'm kind of rambling here. Um, So I want you to look down and write down your goals on the SMART goal sheet. You remember we have different types of goals. We have personal goals, professional goals, spiritual goals, physical goals, mental goals, and family goals. So, an example of a personal goal would be something you want to get accomplished from now until the end of the year. Maybe you want to learn how to um, use Photoshop. So, maybe that's a good personal goal. A professional goal is probably obvious. Maybe you want to attract one new client before now and the end of the year. Or maybe you want to get rid of that project that's been sitting on the back burner for a long time. That's a good thing to write here. A spiritual goal. Maybe you want to set aside 10 minutes every day to meditate. Or maybe you want to learn a sutra. A physical goal. Maybe you want to set aside half an hour every day to exercise. Maybe you want to go hiking. Maybe you want to run 10 laps in a certain amount of time. A mental goal, uh, maybe you want to be less distracted by your phone. Maybe you want to be more present with your children at bedtime. And a family goal, maybe you want to get together with another family. Maybe you want to do a family project. Uh, Or maybe you want to go over your responsibilities for cleaning the house as a family that might be a family goal and remember these goals have to be smart right so they have to be specific measurable achievable resourced and time bound so your goal can't be to lose weight your goal has to be to lose five pounds that's a specific goal and if your goal is to lose five pounds that's measurable Okay, if your goal is to be less distracted by your phone, that's not measurable unless you download an app that tells you how much you're using your phone each day. Then it's measurable. Okay, a goal has to be achievable. You're never going to run 30 laps without stopping. So don't make that your goal. Okay, make your goal 10 laps. A goal has to be resourced that is you have to have the resources to be able to accomplish your goal Um, so if your professional goal is to finish up this project that's been on the back burner but you need somebody else's signature and you're never going to get it you're not resourced it's not resourced or if your goal is to take up woodworking and you have no lumber it's not resourced and you have no way to get it and your goal has to be time bound that is, and it's all, where all these goals is only until the end of the year, okay? We're not, this, I guess these are medium-term goals, or even short-term goals, if you, if you want to call it that. So I want you to take some time and think about it, and fill out the sheet. It doesn't matter if you don't have it printed out, just r- write it on your phone right now. Write it on some envelope next to you, because that's what we're doing for the next 20, hey, all right. That's what we're doing for the next 20 minutes. This is my gift to you, okay? Time is the most precious thing that there is. And I am giving you this time to think about yourself and I'm giving you this time to think about your goals. I think uh, often that just like Jainism on Sundays, we often get stuck trying to make a change in our life. Because for reasons that seem inscrutable to us, those changes we want to make never seem to stick in our life. And we get frustrated because of that. Like, why cannot, why, why can't I make exercise part of my life? I know how important it is for my short-term health, for my long-term health. I want to be there for my kids. I want not to have high medical bills. I want to live as pain-free as long as possible. You know... Why why can't I seem to make it part of my life? We get extremely frustrated that we can't reach our goals. And as we've discussed before, the reason that change is so hard is that most institutions around us are designed to keep us from changing. Most institutions around us are designed to keep us from changing. Once we get over that hump, most people around us in our lives will actively resist us changing. Including your wife and children, even if you're changing for the better, they will actively resist you trying to change, because it upsets the no- what's considered normal. If you want to take an hour in your life every day to exercise, I'm giving you permission. Your wife won't like it. Your children won't like it. You're taking time away from them because you're not going to take that time away from work. But I'm giving you permission. They will resist that change even though they want you to be healthier, even though they need you to be healthier, even though they need you to be more mentally present. They will resist that change. Once you get over the hump of institutions and once you get over the hump of people, you'll find that your own brain itself will start fighting you for changing your life. That is, your own brain will resist you making changes. So is it any wonder that we can never make change stick in our lives when our institutions, the people around us, and our own brain resist us from making changes? So never feel bad about not changing. Never get frustrated that these changes don't dick. Only realize that the deck is stacked against you. And the important thing is to keep trying. We, I'm going to make a commitment to you. We are going to keep filling out this sheet. You just keep trying. You keep finding ways to overcome each obstacle as you overcome it. And each time you try, it's going to get easier and easier, slightly. You're going to fall at first when first the institutions are going to get you. And then you're not going to exercise for 6 more months. And you're going to think about, why did I not do that? And then you're going to realize, oh I'm going to get back on it. And then your wife is going to be mad at you. And then you're going to exercise for 6 weeks and your wife is going to be mad at you. Then you're not going to exercise for another 2 months while you think about that. Then you're going to start taking an hour a day to exercise and your kids are going to be mad at you and your brain is going to tell you, that's enough! That's enough! Your brain is going to say, that's great, I accomplished my five pounds. Your brain is going to say, you deserve a break. Your brain is going to tell you it's enough. And you're not going to exercise for one more year. You're going to gain your five pounds back and you're going to gain five pounds more. But then you're going to think about that and you're going to get up again. And then you're going to realize what it takes to change your life into having a healthy lifestyle, a healthy relationship with food. And it's very hard and it took you two years but you're never gonna fight it again okay so it doesn't matter that it doesn't stick don't get frustrated that your life is not changing it just matters that you think about why you failed and you get up and you try again so does anybody have any goals that they're willing to share it's fine if you want to keep your goals because if you want to keep them private that's perfectly fine because this is supposed to be for you. So does anybody have any goals that they want to share that they wrote down?
4: Uh, I was thinking about doing two Naukarwali. So 108 Naukar per Naukarwali, two a day, every day. And, and to, for me, I have tried that in the past. It takes 10 minutes per Naukarwali with the speed which I, I uh, you know, do the Naukar Mantra. But, uh, you know, uh, it's not that I don't have 10 minutes or 20 minutes, but the commitment and doing every day, I found that even when I had one, I was not able to do it all every day. Okay, I would do it few days and then I'll forget because I'm not committed enough. And sometimes I'll find an excuse. And so so maybe spiritual for me would be two Naukhar walis, that's 20 minutes. Uh, it sounds easy but it's not, I know that and maybe I can try that, that would help me uh, you know, sit in one place and and not think about anything else Uh, I may not be at a level where I can completely focus into it I I may get distracted but at least I'm training myself to say those Nokar mantras and maybe uh, at least uh, it's like a hacking thing, right Uh, you, you are doing it for yourself so that uh, you are forced to uh, try and not get distracted. So uh, I was thinking about that.
0: That's great. I love that.
4: Go, Yeah,
2: I'm gonna challenge you. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the same thing. Okay, uh-huh. between now and December, I'm gonna do the same thing. Okay. But the day you can't do it, you uh-huh. you text me and I'll do yours. But against that, when I can't do it, you got to do mine
4: sure so so i hope you do every day
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> uh, i accept your challenge but then we have to be fair otherwise i'm sitting here doing four.
0: Well, no no i'm,
2: gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, that's what i'm saying i'll do i'll do it every day but if you can't do it you text yeah. me i'll do it for you but it can't okay. be more than twice a month like that okay that's fair i think that's completely fair all right anyone else want to join my challenge Come on, guys! It's only twenty minutes. You all have twenty minutes.
0: Yes, I will join.
4: All right, I got to mirror Awesome. I think I think this is great. Uh, I, I I like ear pressure. Uh, I think I perform very well, <laughs> so I think that's good. This is like going to the
2: gym and running a treadmill at home. When you run at home, you just don't run at the same speed that you do at the gym for some reason. <laughs> you know, I don't. So. Because other
0: people are watching you, right?
2: That's right. Hey, listen. You know, just because we're doing two narkaradis, if the rest of everyone wants to do one, we'll give you a you know a beta test of how this is working out, guys.
3: This is a good accountability uh, as well, you know, because you're holding yourself accountable. And I'm sure I'll sleep less ten minutes or twenty minutes rather than texting Nick. Hey, you know, get get my two done. So I I, I like the idea. here?
4: Sorry, it seems like uh he got cut off right? Yeah. Mir, I don't know if that was intentional cut off or what, but you can repeat what you said. Did he just say four no <laughs> already?
2: Yeah, I, I heard four. I
4: don't know about you guys.
3: So he you know it, you know stars were aligned. They didn't wanna give me uh, they, they don't want me to give me a give a number, <laughs> that's fine, I'll try and I'll let you know what I do. I'm gonna start with one though.
2: All right, we give me here one. I'm, is
4: someone writing this down? All right, I'll write it. I think it's easy so far. We are just seven of us.
0: So Koshik, what are we supposed to think about while we're saying this?
4: Well, uh, I think uh, we should think about. Uh, so I try to pictureize God, right? Uh, the murti or photograph, whatever you relate to. I try to sit in the in the room where I have uh, idol uh, Bhagwan murti. And, and I, I think at my level, where I'm not spiritually that high, I think my baby footstep is just not think about anything other than their own, right? And that's a big step in my... I, I'm not able to do that. I, I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and in just a few minutes, I'll think about, okay, I forgot to send that email or what I'm going to do next. So, so if we think about something related to dharam or, or you know, about murti or dirasar or anything that can hold us or keep us busy uh, in thinking about something similar, simi- uh, something which is similar to Jainism, right?
0: But aren't uh, we uh, supposed to be reciting something while we're thinking about that?
4: Yeah, we'll be t- reciting navkar mantra, mm. right? Uh, so we will we we'll say now karma mantra we will think about so what we say is and and i see my parents doing it is like pav yatra right so we don't do pav yatra but we feel like we are sitting in the temple
0: uh
4: and and you are in front of god and you are basically thinking about i'm doing this to get rid of my karma so please help me and things of that nature whatever you can relate to whatever works for you uh um, like I said, my goal is that if I keep the outside world out of it, that's a big, big achievement. Uh, and I, I don't think I can do it, to be honest, because even when I'm trying to stay focused, I I'm still have to think and make myself stay focused, right? So I'm, I'm thinking about, oh, no, I can't talk about email, but I'm saying that, right? So I'm thinking about email. So uh, that, that's what I would do, but Tim, I'm, I'm open to any recommendations
0: no no it's not that I'm just trying to understand it because I think that the recitation is supposed to re re refocus your thoughts on that because you have to spend some mental energy with the recitation I'm just trying to figure out well if we're doing that how is this different from meditating for 20 minutes Um, but I think it's just the recitation because if we're not focusing on what the words mean then it doesn't really matter that it's the Navkar Mantra. It could be anything that we're reciting when our focus is supposed to be on um, Dharam.
4: Yeah, only thing uh, with Navkar Mantra, what I've uh, found in the past is that you are so used to saying Navkar, you really don't have to think about it, right? right? And you can think something else and you can still say that in your mind. So, another... And one of the other techniques one of my brother uses is that uh, he would have Naukar Mantra. They have this uh, printed on the metal sheet uh, in in front of him and he'll try to read it. So not only he's saying, but he's also reading each line, right? And that helps him stay focused. So I I think whatever works for uh, anyone, uh, how you can stay focused. And at the end of the day, I think even if, let's say we get distracted, which I think we will end up getting slightly distracted. Someone may come in the room or whatever. It's still at least we are trying our best sitting in in front of Bhagwan's uh, murti and and at least we are trying to uh, stay away from the the outside world. So uh, yeah, whatever works for you. Uh, Got it. Some people can just close their eyes and be really focused. And and again, depends upon where you are in the journey. and and some are uh, further along than others,
0: so. Got it. Does anyone else have a goal that they want to share? We still have 8 minutes. This is my gift to you, is this 8 minutes. I mean, some of you are looking bored. Some of you are... I'm giving you 8 free minutes of your life.
3: Tibur, just a quick comment on the Naukar Mantra. I've realized myself, I've been saying Naukar Mantra for entire life and uh, still the teacher uh found few errors so you know there's an importance of saying it right each mantra uh has its importance so one thing i would say that you know uh, to to make sure that you are able to say it right whenever you say it in speed because i've seen myself when i go to kind of towards the second part of the naukarwadi i'm kind of rushing through it so because now i think i my brain knows it kind of go to autopilot mode and uh, that's not the purpose I think that's one the second thing I think i can find karika but I think that Chaitanya has prepared uh the meaning of Naukar mantra and the power of mokar mantra uh so i will if there is one i'll find and send it to everybody and I think what they say is you know when this mantra be said, if we can actually understand the meaning why and what we want to achieve by saying that will help as well so i will uh I'll, I will find I'll try to find it and send it to a, to our group so we can you know even if we try to if we get detoured we can think about the meaning and, and, and make sure that you know we are thinking and doing the same thing rather than having mine somewhere else and, and trying to decide
0: sure thank you for that um, so now is an opportunity to think about what you want to do from now until the end of the year you know we always think about oh if I had more time to do this or if I had more time to do that well, I'm giving you that time right now. I'm giving you that time to think about your life and to think about what you want to accomplish. Because after the call, you're gonna be busy with lunch probably. And after that, some you guys have something going on the rest of today. But now is a time we can take to think about the direction that we want to be headed. And sometimes that's the hardest part. We talked about how hard it is to change. And it's extremely hard to change. Because the entire world is arrayed against us changing, but sometimes the hardest part is knowing what we want, and uh, unless you know what you want, you're never going to get anywhere because as we talked about, other people will use you to do what they want if you don't know what you want um, and so this could be one of th- this could be uh, some people have more trouble trying to find out what they want rather than achieving those. And that seems like such a nice problem to have, right? Like I have no problem achieving any of my goals. I just have a problem figuring out what goals I want to achieve. Like I'd love that life, right? But that's how hard it is is that some people don't know, I mean, what can what they can accomplish, which direction they should point their efforts to, where they should spend their mental energy, where they should spend their physical energy. It's kind of like if you've ever had this experience of life being uh, a fog or you being stuck in a rut or you not knowing how to get out of the habits that you've created, you know exactly what the problem is there. So any comments or questions on anything that we've discussed today? We did uh, some baby stones into, we started out with uh, thinking about how we felt over the summer. Then I told you a lot of little baby stepping stones you can use to start believing you're a soul. Then we did a mindfulness exercise to try to keep ourselves from being distracted, to try to lower our anger, increase our compassionateness, and to really examine a tool to examine your life to make sure that it's going in the way you want it to go at every moment. Um, And then we started thinking about our goals that we want for the rest of the year. Um, and hopefully, and if you didn't print out the table, then print out the table and then take a picture of it and put it on your phone or put it on the refrigerator or someplace you can easily see to remind you, hey, at one time I decided that I wanted to do this. And is that, am, am I still working towards my goals? So any questions or comments on any of that?
3: Tim, I, so you mentioned about the goal so here's I, if you have an iPhone and you're not using right now for for the meeting I would like you to do this with me so you can go to your settings and I'm getting to my goal and I, I I'll obviously hold you guys uh make me accountable for it so then after going to your settings you can go to your uh, screen time and uh in the screen time you can actually see your all activity so I'm looking at my activity right now, and uh, you can go, kind of take a day or a week at a time. And what I am committing to is uh, is trying to reduce my activity by 10% every week. Uh, it even tells me how many times I pick up my phone, uh, how many, like for example, today since the morning, uh, let me make sure, yeah, I've picked up my phone 24 times. I definitely didn't need to do that. Uh, okay, where, where's where that mean? If you go to settings, settings, okay. Screen time. Screen time. And then on the screen time, you uh, there's see all activity. Okay. It tells me last week, my average hour on phone. I'm a bit embarrassed to say that number. I'll say that I've used, I've watched some uh, Pravachan or something, which is true, but it's not all I can tell you that. Uh, it tells me that my pickup average is 93 times uh, a day. I pick up my phone. Uh, it tells me which app I'm using the most. Uh, and it's if it's up or down from from a previous speed. So anyways, my, my goal right now is uh i need to, i want to reduce in this categories by uh, by by picking up less i think that's my first thing it's not sometimes it's not the duration uh i'm okay with it if i you know watch a, a 30 minute video because i hope i mean i know it's productive for for me at least but then i do not want to do this you know pick up this every few hours and it's like okay let me check what is it because i think that's my biggest challenge so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna reduce that Uh, Because I think that will help me become
0: more mindful. And that's a great way to make your goal measurable, is if you can see the numbers going down, then you feel like you're accomplished, you're moving in the right direction. And that's great. And um, that's definitely a a good idea and a worthy goal. Okay,
1: don't use Karika's phone, okay? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah. I, the only thing I do, I I, need, I know there's not to make her accountable. Otherwise, I'll be in trouble. I, I will yeah. do it three times a day.
2: On the WhatsApp group, I just sent a, a no-car checklist for the next four months for you guys. So all you got to do is you can either use it on the phone, you can print it, you can do whatever you want. You can use it in Excel, but you should go ahead and put how many no-car riders you did every day. And then we can all tally up at some point in time.
4: Excellent.
0: Okay, thank you everybody for your time today. I really appreciate that. And I'm so glad that uh, we're all returning and that Dad's Class is back.
2: What, one more thing real quick before we go. I, if anyone wants to help out at the temple, as Mihir said, for uh, the two-hour slots that we have uh, during variation to help help monitor who's coming and uh, help coordinate a little bit, uh, reach out to me or me here. On that, and if anyone's interested in doing any ghiboli for, uh, you know, doing Peruvian, reach out to me as well. I can tell you what's open and what's left. Or you want to do arthi Leo or something like that, let me know. Thanks.
0: Thanks, everybody.
2: Thanks. Bye.